It's my pleasure to be joined by the outgoing school superintendent in Mansfield, Kelly Lyman, who is retiring after seven years in Mansfield. She's on the job until June the 30th. Kelly, good morning. Thanks for joining me for today. Just get a little background on the Mansfield Public School District that you've been in charge of for the last seven years. Good morning, Wayne. Thank you for having me. Um, yes, Mansfield is a pre-K to 8 school system. Our students, when they leave 8th grade, go on to E.O. Smith High School. We have been declining in our enrollment a bit over the last uh, 10 years, I would say, and we're about a 1,000 students now. Uh, we pride ourselves on some innovative practices, really putting students at the center of their learning, and we're very fortunate to have incredibly talented staff and great community support. And Kelly, I understand that declining enrollment is common in many school districts around the state and the nation, but is there a reason for that? Why do you think Mansfield's numbers are down? Well, you're right. It, it's it's common in some parts of the country. Um, we're, we're seeing it, I think, because the entire eastern part of Connecticut is experiencing some of that. The pandemic has also been very interesting. Actually, in Fairfield County and some of the parts of Connecticut closer to New York City, they're actually seeing an increase in enrollment as, as families have chosen to leave the cities. What we're seeing is that our enrollment is often, especially in Mansfield itself, is often affected by what's happening at UConn, and with uh, fewer students coming internationally and um, postdoc families not necessarily having to even live um, full-time in the community where they're attending school, that has certainly uh, reduced our enrollment. So the pandemic has had a little something to do with that for sure, but I think that the bigger picture is just shifting demographics across the state. Mansfield school students celebrated their last day of school yesterday. That probably always brings a big sigh of relief for teachers and administrators, but this year is probably feeling a bit different for you being your last year in Mansfield. It certainly is. It's been a little surreal after thinking about this day coming for so long and then it actually arriving. It uh it all feels a little odd. If you took a look at my desk, it wouldn't look like it was the last day of school. I, I don't know if that's because I still have work to do or because I refuse to admit that I'm actually leaving. But um, it was a wonderful day yesterday. I had a chance to get around to all of our schools. And I had uh, just one of those dream experiences at the end of the day, or the end of my visits, rather. I was at Southeast School, um, a school that actually is being torn down this summer. And all of the students were outside for a bit of an assembly program. And as I walked away, they were all chanting, Southeast School, Southeast School. And I, I realized walking away what a, what a unique opportunity that was for that to have been my last experience in, in a school. Kelly, give us your background. It's taken you across the state and also across the world. Yes, yeah, so I uh, started out as a special education teacher. I moved to Connecticut after having attended school in Boston and I came here simply because there was a job. I'm not a Connecticut native. Uh, I taught special education in Windsor, actually, for about nine years and then found my way into the ranks of administration. I was principal in uh, three different schools. I spent uh, 17 years uh, of my career as a building-level leader, and I just uh, really loved the principalship, really loved leading buildings, but at some point wanted to have an opportunity to direct more than one school, to have influence over a larger district. That led me to working um, as an assistant superintendent uh, for four years in the Middlebury-Southbury area, 
and then ultimately uh, to Mansfield. And with regards to working around the world, um, uh, along the way, I also started uh, doing some adjunct work at UConn, teaching in programs that supported teacher development into the administration ranks, so teachers interested in becoming administrators. And through that experience, had an opportunity to work with a program that UConn was partnering with in the country of Jordan, where uh, for five years I made several trips, um, seven or eight of them, uh, over to Jordan to train some of their principals in advanced leadership practices. And it was a trainer of trainers program. So while we were there, we also trained Jordanians from a teacher ed center who were going to continue our work after we left. Um, I also have had the opportunity to work with an accreditation agency that the New England Association of Schools and Colleges that accredits international schools. So I've done a fair amount of traveling to other countries um, looking at programs in a wide variety of international schools and helping them think about their own continuous development. Kelly, when you're in Amman, Jordan, how far does English get you? Was the language barrier an issue when you were over there? Interesting. Um, among many, like so many parts of the world, among many educated people in particular, um, English is not a barrier, or the language, rather, is not a barrier, barrier thankfully, because they all speak English. Um, however, um, teaching um, especially when you're talking about advanced leadership practices, does require that the participants have a really strong command of English. And so because of that, um, there were translators. And so we did, for most of the time, live translation, which means everybody in the room had to wear headsets. And anything that I spoke in English was then translated into Arabic. And as this uh, participants were sharing back with me, they would usually speak in Arabic, and I would listen through my headset to an English translator. It's very challenging um, because of the delay and because of the, the lack of spontaneity, the challenge with me being able to just listen in to conversations that they were having in small groups, um, but um, we made it work. And uh, again, it's just a, another way to think differently about, about how you have to teach. Were you able to share some of those experiences, including what life is like in Jordan and those other countries, with students in Mansfield to give them a taste of what life is like overseas? So I haven't directly um, prepared lessons or, or um, experiences for students, but I'll tell you what has happened is that every time I visit someplace, I look at what's happening there and I reflect on our own practices and I bring pieces of that back. So I would say that my work has been definitely influenced by all of these other experiences that I've had, and it's contributed to my vision for what we do here and the way in, in which uh, we lead and conduct practices in our schools. What was it that attracted you to Mansfield seven years ago? Mm, that's a great question. You know, um, when I teach aspiring administrators, I often remind them that getting especially your first job, isn't about how much you know or whether or not you're a better candidate than somebody else, but it's about finding that fit. How do your values and vision for education match the district that's hiring? And I would say that's what brought me to Mansfield. Um, Mansfield has been known for a very long time for really excellent education, education that hasn't been afraid to, to push the boundaries. That's definitely um, how I lead as well. And so 
when I saw that there was an opening, I took a chance and once I came and started to learn more about the district and about what their interests were, I just knew it was a good match and I've been thrilled. Uh, They selected me and then I've been able to finish out my career. And what went into your decision to leave Mansfield after seven years and where do you go from here? Well, (laughs) like like all good things, they must come to an end someday. Um, This is my 38th year in public education. Um, one of my uh, challenges has been that I don't live anywhere near Mansfield, so I have a very long commute, and the superintendency, in all honesty, can be a very exhausting job. It's a 24-7 position. Uh, after 38 years in, in education, I thought it was probably time for, for me to move on. I um, also selected this timing about a year and a half ago uh, when I believed that um, our new school was going to be completing. Uh, And so I tried to time this so that there was a good transition as well, um, so that as I was exiting, new things were happening, the consolidation of the new schools and the the coming together of of Mansfield staff. It was a a good transition time. Um, And um, where I go from here... um, I actually am going to continue on with some of the work that I've, I've done at UConn, uh, along with teaching aspiring um, administrators from the teacher ranks. There's a, another program at UConn that uh, prepares current administrators to become superintendents. And uh, that program had an opening for a director, and so I will be directing that program, which gives me an opportunity to still be involved in, in education in, in Connecticut, still keeps me connected to school systems and, and to superintendents. Um, and so I'm very much looking forward to not stepping away completely. Tell the listeners, especially Mansfield residents, about the man who will replace you who has been principal at Goodwin School. Yes, Peter Dart. He's a, a wonderful man. Uh, he's been in the Mansfield schools four years. Uh, he is local to the area. He has, uh, in his early career, uh, taught in school systems in our area. And um, much of his career was actually spent in the Hartford Public Schools, where he was both a building leader and uh, worked at the central office. He was an assistant superintendent in Hartford before he decided to go back to the ranks of the principalship, and we were thrilled when he applied for the job in Mansfield. He's done an, a tremendous job at, at Goodwin School, uh, really built strong community there, built upon what was there, um, but it, has, it just has a wonderful community feel, and he is very knowledgeable about teaching and learning and has been very involved in all of the work that, that we've done in Mansfield. And because um, the board was able to hire him fairly early on, um, he and I have been meeting multiple times a week, actually, since March, with a very detailed list of transition um, items to, to review. And I, I just feel really um, so pleased that I've had this opportunity to support him as he enters, and I leave knowing that Mansfield's in great hands. Peter's an amazing educator, fabulous person, and he's just going to be great in Mansfield. 
Kelly, you mentioned the new elementary school. The town manager, Ryan Ellsworth, and I talk monthly, and I follow the progress of that new Mansfield Elementary School building. Why do you think it was so important for Mansfield to push forward on that project, and what can you tell us about how it will contribute to students' learning? Yeah, so, you know, that um, project um, has been something that's been discussed in Mansfield even prior to my uh, time here. And um, we went through quite a community process when we finally made the decision to build this new school. But with declining enrollment and uh, at the time that the decision was made, lots of uncertainty in state funding, which not that that's necessarily changed, it's just that it seems like we're in a, a little bit of a um, more positive uh, place with the state, but who knows how long that will last. But um, we really um, felt that our buildings were aging and needing a lot of attention. And so with community import, uh, input, we made this decision to build this new school. In doing so, it gives us some tremendous opportunities. Uh, first off, we can bring um, staff together and give staff more opportunities to learn from and with each other. We um, widen or um, increase the span of students that um, our children can interact with. And we have a really beautiful, healthy <laughs> uh, new building. Uh, any parent in Mansfield knows that, that our buildings currently um, have challenges when it comes to maintaining water quality and um, you know, at the middle school, we just had to replace the roof because of some leaks. We're not far away from that, I'm afraid, at some of our elementary schools. Um, so beautiful, safe new building uh, with lots of space for students to spread out, to collaborate, and to really engage in the practices that, that we employ in our um, schools now that are very different from the practices that we were using back in the 1950s when our current elementary schools were built. You touched on the reputation that Mansfield Public Schools had that drew you here. And from what I hear, a great deal of the credit for the current reputation goes to your leadership and how teachers are empowered. What do you think makes Mansfield School's teaching and learning approach special and so successful? Well, thank you for that. Um, I think that all good teaching and learning begins with knowing where you're going. And one of the things that we've done in Mansfield is spend a lot of time uh, talking about and defining in really clear details what it is we want for our students. Uh, we've created something called a portrait of the graduate, which defines both the academic and uh, what other people term as 21st century skills that we want for our students. But more importantly, we've we've des described what those skills look like at various stages of development, and we've aligned all of our curriculum to those skills as well. Uh, we do empower teachers, and, and that's another thing that I think is really important in school systems is that you need to give your teachers time and opportunity to continue to grow and learn and develop with you. Uh, and I think that those practices coupled with a really strong and supportive board and, and community have really helped us um, advance our work in Mansfield. What one thing do you think would make a big difference in education if all schools could do it? Such an interesting question. Um, you know, for years, right, we've been trying to figure out how do you make schools better. Um, you know, my whole career uh, has been a little bit under a cloud of the public telling us that, that we're not doing a good enough job, and we've tried all kinds of things. I think at this point we really need to, um, as a friend of mine was, was 
telling me about a conversation he had with a parent group. We need to get all of us to suspend our expectations for what schools are because I really think the next step of what needs to happen is that we need to change a lot of the structures of schools. This idea that um, especially in our uh, secondary schools that children need to change classrooms every 45 minutes and that teachers can only teach certain content areas or um, that grades A's, B's, and C's somehow are a magic bullet to a child's uh, future success. A lot of that needs to be rethought. Um, if we really want schools to be student-centered, we really need to think about how we operate in the student's best interest and use what we know to be best practices in teaching and learning and do things differently. And a big part of that includes giving teachers time to work professionally. Um, that's another thing that, that we seem to hold on to this country, in this country, that students are only well served when a single teacher is in front of them um, all day long, and yet we don't ever give teachers time, <laughs> the time they need, certainly, to um, do their work. There's a tremendous amount of work that teachers need to do in order to be well prepared to teach and to meet the needs of students. And Kelly, what things can you tell Mansfield parents to reassure them that schools are safe, especially in light of what's been going on lately with outside threats? Yeah, so the greatest thing we can do to keep schools safe is to keep talking to each other, right? Um, so we have all the safety measures in place that all of the, the national studies have told us our best practices, and now we need to make sure that we're all um, doing our due diligence. When we when you see something, say something, that's really going to help us keep schools safe. Kelly, thank you for your seven years of service to Mansfield. Wish you well down the road, and thank you for joining me this morning. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed it. That's the outgoing superintendent of Mansfield Public Schools, Kelly Lyman, on 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.